Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning and welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And uh, it's myself, Kevin Favor, along with Kirk Waltz. Good morning, Kirk. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's the end of the year. It is. <laughs> getting through the holidays. Yeah, you know, getting through the holidays. And uh, our, our, our buddy Lagerman is doing some outdoor show research this weekend. So um, he, he, he won't be with us. So you and I got it handled. We got it handled, and and really, we just kind of do some reflection on the on the last year, and yeah, some of our favorite parts of it. You know, and and we I know that uh, folks listened to the show last week. They, uh, it's it's amazing to me that the the guest that we have had on this show this year. Yeah, we've been very fortunate to have some really cool celebrities. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been fun, and and um, you know when when you talk to them. You know, obviously, you know, whenever you see interviews on TV, and I do TV, right. you know, when you mess up, they're like, okay, redo. Yeah, cut. You, you know, cut. You know, and, and, do it again. And, and, and sometimes you really don't get the emotion of, of, of a person. But on radio, live radio, brother, it's on. It's on. You know? I mean, I you mean, got a seven-second delay, and most of the time our finger isn't on the trigger, so we don't, we don't delete that. And, right. And you get the person. Right, and and one of the best parts of of doing this show, the Hunt Life Outdoors show, is is talking about what the outdoor means to us as you grow up, uh, your reflections on your childhood, and or raising your kids in the outdoors, which which you and I did. Yes, you know, I mean, and and still are. As a matter of fact, I'm leaving today after the show to go back to Georgia, you know, to uh, to hunt with my kids. And I, I just got a text from my daughter, who's still up there. My 16-year-old daughter, I get a text. She's slipping into one of your yeah, stands. Yeah, she, she says, Dad, I'm in your stand, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's cool. But here's Gary LaVox, lead singer of Rascal Flats, talking about bow hunting with his dad. It was my dad, and we started, you know, he had a, he made a, uh, he made a recurve, like, when he was in eighth grade. So, you know, it was something I could always do. Like, I'd get back from, from you know, because I played soccer, basketball, and baseball, and I'd get back from practice. You know, we always had the, this hay bale set up there and the, and the paper plate, and I'd take that recurve out, and it was something I could do all the time. And uh, so I just started shooting, and then we started, it all started with, uh, we started raising beagles, and, man, that just turned my world upside down. So we raised beagles forever, and that, all that rabbit hunting and stuff, it was just, uh, I just fell in love with it. We went from that to bird dogs to, you know, we'd, we'd be out checking, you know, 40 and 50 set trap lines before school, and. And that, it just started at an early age, and it just, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's the biggest part of who I am as a, as a person. So it was, uh, that's where it all started, and it, it just, uh, went, grew from there, and it hasn't quit. It, it, here's my point. Here's Gary LaVox, lead singer of Rascal Flats, okay, talking about his childhood growing up, recurve bow, beagle. Dude, that was me. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, I I, I grew up on a hog farm. Yeah, okay? North, North Florida. North Florida, and and that's exactly. My dad gave me a recurve, and then I had this beagle named Harvey, 
that was <laughs> gotta love it. And 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 this dog would run a rabbit until until it died. As a matter of fact, a lot of times when we would when we would go rabbit hunting, Harvey would run through the night. I just have to go find him the next day. You just you, you couldn't find the beagle. <laughs> Beagles were like that. Oh yeah, he's not gonna come back to you if he's hot on the trail of a rabbit. You 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 forget it. You know that, that's, that's hilarious. So I mean that's that that's cool stuff. And and also Andy Hillstrand, Time Bandit. Deadliest catch. It, 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 deadliest catch. And he's talking about roaming Alaska. Can you imagine? No, I can't. The wilderness of Alaska and having it as your backyard, that'd be awesome. You know, I mean, that that's the thing that I would trade nothing for the way I was. I always thought being like the Tom Sawyer of the ocean. And uh, my dad just cut us loose. He goes, here you go. He'd give us a skiff. We'd go across. We lived in Homer, Alaska, in Kachemak Bay. And if you ever Google Homer, Alaska, the Homer spit, you'll see how gorgeous it is. There's seven glaciers all around this bay. We would take the skiff across the bay, and just uh, like six, seven years old, we'd be camping. I don't know, parents wouldn't have know where the heck we are, but you know, <laughs> my old man always said, "I gave you every tool to kill yourself. You still couldn't do the job." <laughs> so, <laughs> we'd eat mussels and catch dungeonettes and sell them to the tourists. And, A lot of people say it's the last true frontier. Is it still that way? Yeah, it is. You know, there's still less than a million people there. It's it's so brutal of a you know of the wilderness. There's just you know. It, People just, they either love it or they hate it, and uh, there's still a lot of, I mean, there's, it's so untouched, um, and you can go out and catch grayling, and, and the, the cool thing about fishing in the summertime in Alaska is the sun never goes down, and you're out on the river at 4 o'clock in the morning going, yeah, it's probably 8 o'clock, and it's 4 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and then the sun's already, you know, it just barely touches the horizon, and it's just right back up, so um, that's the coolest thing, and, you know, you, have, you still have that chance to catch that 97-pound king salmon, you know? And, and now that's a little different reflection than what I, you know, I, I grew up in in the woods of, of North Florida, not in the wilderness of Alaska. That's pretty crazy. I mean, to think that a piece of land is that huge, it only has a million people. I mean, basically yeah. you're going to go out in a, in a place where you're not going to see anybody. And no, all you're you are see not, bears and moose. That's and, right. Yeah. You aren't the apex predator <laughs> of their buddy. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that, that's pretty crazy. And, and another guest that we had. Uh, which uh, Jeff wasn't here for this. You, you, you and I did the interview with with Bay Winkleman, and and he was a very interesting guy. He really was, and you got a two flavor of, yeah. of his personality coming across the radio. Yeah, yeah, and and here he is talking about fishing and working. Well, I started fishing when I was six. I started hunting when I was eight. Just did it all my life. Loved it. You know, well, more than more than I can tell you, I loved it. Um, started a, another business. A construction business when I was 19. When I was 24, I had six companies and, and 197 employees. And I was going nuts, <laughs> wow. and I just, just decided, you know, if a man's got to work this darn-hearted life, then you better do it as something that you like more than anything else. Yeah, I and, like that. Yeah, and he tuned right in on that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely, because, you know, and, and it's, it's, again, you know, I'm, I'm trying to relate a lot to, to these guys, and, and, and you and I could definitely relate to that because we got to a point in our life that, you know, we were doing the working thing. Yep. You know, I mean, we were working for other folks, and, and uh, you know, th- throughout my entire life, I mean, all I ever wanted to do was fish. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and I got to the point in my life where I enjoyed taking people fishing more than I enjoyed fishing myself. And it was hard plugging into the rat race yeah. and not really enjoying it 100%. Yeah, exactly. And then to do something that you're passionate about and love yeah. and make a living at it, 
been great. And and, and that's I mean, that's exactly what Babe's talking about. He yep. had a very successful construction company at 24 years old. And he said, you know what? Not doing this anymore. Yeah. You know, I I, I want to fish and I want to I want to do a TV show and and uh, I think that's really cool. Now, this next guy, Kevin Van Dam, which that was a great interview, listening to him and how successful he's been uh, in, in in the bass fishing circuit. You know, uh, unbelievable. You're talking about the world's greatest bass fisherman at this point. At this point, yeah. Yeah, he's talking about outdoors with his dad. You know, my dad um, was was really a big small game hunter more than anything at first, and 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 he deer hunted, you know, just for just for our gun season. We just have a two week firearm season here in Michigan, but he was not a big deer hunter. But just you know, I'd I'd walk along with him and my older brother when they uh, went pheasant and rabbit hunting and things like that, and and um, you know, I'd wait for my dad to come back from hit deer camp each year and things like that to see if he got one or not and, <laughs> and so i i started actually deer hunting when i was 12 which was the legal age in michigan and um you know with a bow and i've been doing it ever since so i mean my dad's one that really got me into the outdoors all the way around um you know he took me believe it or not ice fishing when i was three years old he took me along with him out on the ice and uh and i didn't do probably do a lot of fishing i probably just walked around and <clears throat> you know bothered all the other guys on the ice but you know i i think kids are all intrigued with the outdoors they love water especially and and uh you know i i was definitely one that was drawn to it i mean that's all i wanted to do growing up is fish or or hunt yeah that sound like us oh man i mean you know again if you go back to the beginning of the show and and just and just reflect on on your life and 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 where we've come you know with with our outdoors activities fishing and hunting right. you know i mean and and and, and all of these guys, every single one of them, is just like us. They 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 grew up, you know, wanting to to fish, wanting to be in the woods. They're no different than you and I. And I and I just think that that's so cool. It really is, and it shows that through perseverance and hard work. I mean, you can make your hobby or or your love of the outdoors your career if you try hard enough. Right. And 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 now you you had time to listen, you know, to Gary Lavox, Andy Hillstrand, Babe Winkleman, Kevin Van Dam. Can you can you think of a couple memories? Oh, yeah. of, of, of just with your dad of, of outdoors? I remember my dad at a young age, around nine years old, giving me a slingshot mm-hmm. that he had when he was a kid that he had made and kept all those years. And I remember he put it in my hand, and I remember how soft it was, you know, smooth, the, mm-hmm. the wood on it. And you could tell it had been used forever. And and I'm standing there with him, and, and I draw back on it, and the rubber on it was so old. When I pulled back on it, it just exploded. <laughs> and he stood there and laughed at me, and he said, I guess we've got to put some more bands on it. And I remember that fondly. You know? it, it, isn't that interesting? I mean, yeah. that's how it started. I, I, yeah, because, you know, my, probably some of the best memories I ever had of, of hunting with my dad is our tradition was it, it, it dove season always opened up Thanksgiving week. And, you know, we would we would all meet. Uh, on, on, on Thanksgiving morning, right? You know, and and it was the family, and you know, it was it was the farm, and and uh, we nobody, no, obviously nobody shot birds, you know, b- before then, and and you know, there'd be, gosh, I don't know, thirty, forty folks there j- just to dove hunt, you know, and and I was a little guy, man, I was you know five, six years old, I had the Daisy BB gun, so I was the bird dog, you know, if if it was wounded, I had to put it out of its misery, right? You know, yeah. and, and I mean that's that's just Kalunk. yeah, Kalunk, you know, and and uh, I I'll just never forget, you know, those Thanksgiving days of 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 sitting on a five gallon bucket, 
with my dad, you know, and, and, and I was always so proud of myself when I saw the bird first. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, Dad, Dad, you know, that I wanted to see one before him. It didn't happen very often. He was sharp, you know. Right. Uh, still is. Uh, but but those memories uh, of of dove hunting with my dad is it, it will like you said forever be etched in my memory, dude. And 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 it's interesting because Colt, um, my my 14 year old son, it, it's 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 very interesting that his true love of hunting is dove hunting. Yeah. He just he just absolutely you know, he he deer hunts a lot, you know. But man, when it comes to a dove hunt, he'll walk through the deer field to get to a dove field, you know. I know, same way with mine. I mean, here he is, he's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. His passion from the time he was 12, 13 years old was to, to be in the outdoors and has made that his career. I yeah. mean, go to school to, to study wildlife, get his degree. Good for him. I mean, and, and start a Wouldn't company. Wouldn't you have done that? Yeah, I would have. Absolutely. I mean, looking back. I mean, to think that, that, that you got that passion instilled in your kids yeah. so deep that it, it becomes part of their lives. That's, that's just money, man. You, yeah. Can't trade that for anything. Folks, you're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with Kirk Walsh. I'm Kevin Faber. Our buddy Lagerman is not here this morning. He, like I said, he's doing a little outdoor show research. Yep. So we'll, we'll, we'll have him on next week. And uh, when we come back, though, we're going to talk about, oh, how just big TV junkies we are and some folks we talked to this year. We'll be right back with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a deer hunter, I think this happens to us all. You're sitting in your stand and you catch a glimpse of a huge buck. It happens to be the same buck that fills your dreams and your trail cameras. When you saw him during bow season, he was just out of reach. During gun, he was chasing a doe and moving too fast. You've done everything possible to take this buck. You've moved stands, moved trail cameras. You've taken time off work you shouldn't have. You even missed your niece's wedding. This buck consumes your thoughts. As a matter of fact, there's times when your wife is talking to you, and even though you're looking right at her and shaking your head, you're thinking, man, I wish I had to move that stand on the creek bottom and not on that food plot. You hunt day after day, pass up deer after deer, and then it happens. The last day of deer season goes by, and you still have a tag in your pocket. During turkey season, you find his sheds, and your spirits soar. Starting about August, you put out your trail cameras. About two weeks into it, you finally get a picture of it. He is alive and still around. You look at that picture and you say, game on. If this has ever happened to you, you need to be a part of Hunt Life. Visit HuntLife.com. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. 12 years of research give it unequaled effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. Some of America's bravest warriors are returning home wounded. Here's one of them. My name is Norberto Lara. While I was on a combat patrol, a rocket propel grenade took my arm off at the shoulder. I was discharged from the Army, and I've been working with the Wounded Warrior Project since 2007. They don't have to be severely wounded. A lot of guys have post-traumatic stress disorder. Being able to share your story kind of helps you wrap your mind around what did happen over there. My name is Norby, and yes, I do suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm okay. Don't suffer in silence. Contact WoundedWarriorProject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back, and folks, don't forget HuntLife.com. Uh, I, uh... <laughs> I got my shirt, the uh, Occupy the Woods, 
And I, I, I had, uh, I, I, after the show last week, I went to Georgia and had to make a couple stops, you know, and, and uh, went to this little outdoor store. And guy's like, dude, where did you get that? He goes, that's awesome. So go to huntlife.com, get you an Occupy the Woods t-shirt. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. There you go. Yep. And uh, Kurt, you and I are kind of TV junkies, outdoor show TV junkies. I mean, I'll, you know, drive my wife crazy. Yeah, you get on your favorites list on the TV and just start combing through it, and it's like a sportsman's yep. channel, outdoor <laughs> channel, pursuit channel. So, Find out what show you can watch, you know. Some of our guests shed some light on what hunting and fishing is really about, which is which is way cool. Here's our buddy Babe Winkleman, and he's talking about how to hunt fish. If every time you went golfing, you made hole-in-ones, pretty soon golfing would be boring. If every yes, time right. you went fishing, you just caught the crap out of them in every spot, there would be no challenge. The fun, the excitement, um, the, the interest with fishing is hunting them, is figuring out, first off, where a group of them of the kind that you're after are and then secondly what it's going to take if it's possible to get it to bite you know and it's interesting listening to him talk about that because i and, and i know you and i go through this a lot okay um yeah both of us being charter boat charter captains. boat captains thank you and, and i had this lady call me this week who was as nice as she could be and and she she and, and i know you you go through this she called me five times and sent me three emails and she was buying a, a a five-hour charter for her, her for her brother and her dad, and she's like, "Are they going to catch fish?" Well, <laughs> I don't know that, you know. <laughs> if, if they're good enough, yeah. And and now listen, here's Kevin Van Dam, and he talks about what it takes to fish. It's what I love to do, and you know, it, it's not necessarily catching the fish. To me, that's the fun. It's it's what it's figuring out what it takes on every given day with the weather and the wind conditions and pressure and the seasonal patterns. That's what I really enjoy about it. And, uh, you know, against the, the the guys that we fish against now, I mean, the level of competition is so high. You you have to be really uh, committed to it, and uh, you, you have to, I think, truly love it to, to be able to, to put that kind of effort in. Because for me, it's a, you know, it's a 365-day-a-year job. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, we, and- we, we understand the 365. Oh, yeah, and, and, and the patience end of it. I <laughs> mean, sometimes you just got to be – you know persistent yeah and wait yeah and and and, and the thing is in in his line of business you can be patient okay in our line of business when you got five hours seven hours four hours you gotta produce yeah you better you better pick up the pace buddy (laughs) yeah one 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 of my all-time favorite folks and 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 i've actually become good friends with him um since you know you and i are are mossy oak pro staffers and and uh, i get to go to West Point each year and, and meet with Cuz Strickland and Toxie Hayes, Bill Suggs, Tim Anderson, those guys. And and Cuz, he's talking about, you know, it's it's about the hunt and the hunters. It's good stuff. It's about the hunt. You know, I've been making TV for Mossy Oak. Our first big show aired on TNN in 94, so we've been doing a lot of that. And without question, watching the ratings, the best shows, always hunting becomes the backdrop because you found a character or a story. Mm-hmm. And you look at TV, what's going on right now, it's all about the good stuff that rates eyes is about people, characters and stories. People love to be entertained, and they will never get tired of hearing about, about great characters. That's what happened with The Deadliest Catch. When it came out, 
it was all about crab fishing. Mm-hmm. Well, it ain't about crab fishing anymore. It's about those it's about personalities. Yep, that's right. And the ratings are through the roof. People are. I'm actually reading uh, Captain Sig Hansen's book, North by Northwestern. Uh, I actually, uh, Kevin saw me. I, I got it on that Kindle deal, and I've been reading it, and it's it's actually a, a very entertaining book. But I would have never bought it if it wasn't for the personalities that came out in that show. Well, I tell you, I, I was at the at the Archer show this year. I think it was the Archer show, the Shot Show, and you, and you see hunting personalities, and there's long lines to see this guy or this couple or whatever it is, and that's fine. And I I, I get some of that to a point. But I saw this line, I think it was at the SHOT Show, and it was literally through the hall, around the corners, outside the door. And I'm like, well, who's there? <laughs> I couldn't imagine. They all waiting yeah. for me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it wasn't for me because I was trying to get in the line. But it was uh, one of the guys from Swamp People, the tree shaker, shoot him. He was at the SHOT Show, and there was a thousand times more people to see Troy Landry than it was to see any of the hunting personalities, and it was because people can right. really relate to him. That's good stuff. Yeah, it really is. Cuz is cool. Cuz Strickland from Osceola. It, it just it always, and we, we've got we've got some more coming from Cuz, so, so don't go anywhere. But some other folks we've become good friends with, Rick Cruder, Julie Cruder, his wife, Beyond the Hunt TV, and he talks about, <laughs> and, and this has a lot to do with the outdoors, he talks about being lucky. We've got a little saying, hunt hard, get lucky, and, and the get lucky, you know, it really is a, it's a big statement for us because I think we forget how much luck oh, yeah. uh, it plays into some of these factors and hunts to be successful, and um, you can be, you can have the best setup, you can have the best wind, you can have <laughs> everything that you need to put it all in your favor, but if that animal that's, you know, remind yourself, he's he's living... Yeah. 24-7, he's living in survival mode, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, you've got to get lucky in that he stubs his toe and gives you a chance, and then you got to capitalize on it. And this, I think we get so down and, and hard on ourselves at times, and I think sometimes when the kids watch the shows and some of the new hunters that haven't had that experience, and they think that the perception is that it's very easy. And, yeah. And, you know, not to take anything away from that. Sometimes, you know, just like you were talking about getting in a spot and catching a pile of fish, and making a show in, right. in just a couple hours. Sometimes it does happen that way. Right. But yeah. Very, very, very seldom. Very seldom. Very seldom. You know, and and I had that experience this year of just absolutely getting lucky. You know, I mean, I killed a, a beautiful buck with my bow in Kansas. Yep. And I hadn't been in the stand 20 minutes, and and that just doesn't happen. I mean, I've gone up there for seven years and hunted five days, you know, straight and. And, and seen a lot of deer, but never had that opportunity. And, and, and to be in your stand for 20 minutes and you're going, that's just lucky. Yeah. You know, that's just lucky. That's all that is. That's that old saying, it's better to be lucky than good. A- absolutely. And uh, and now we're going to talk to Michael Lee with Backwoods Life TV. And, and, and he's talking about your hunting ways. You don't have to save up ten or $20,000 to go to wherever and shoot an elephant i mean if that's your thing rock and roll right but that's you know that's not necessarily us we're we're, we're just like everybody else we want to you know save us a little bit of money we can go on a hunting trip we can have a good time we have a chance at a uh, at a trophy that whether it's a freaking spike or a 100 point i don't care as long as it's a trophy to you and that's you right. have a great time and enjoy that experience you yeah. know that's what the backwoods life's about boy 
does that hit home? It really does. And, and a lot of folks listening, as, as well as you and I, we can't go every place we'd like to go. No. We can't afford to. But hunting your piece of land the way you like to, the piece of land that you know so well, sometimes is just as rewarding. I, I Look, I totally agree with you. You know, because I've, I've got a little piece of property in Georgia, and, and just being able to go there and hunt and your own piece of property and, and you know, look, we're not going to kill 160-inch deer. Right. But, you know, we're, we're, we're going to hunt that 120 just as hard as we hunt for a 160. Well, and you know, it doesn't make any difference to us. And, and the know? trophy is, is the trophy in your mind. Right. And that, I promise you, uh, more Ronnie Cuz Strickland, he's one of our favorite guys. And, and certainly one of our favorite guests, and he can talk about anything, and he's got a story for everything. And this is his experience with fishing. This is classic. My dad was a lifelong military guy, and he was also, uh, when he retired, he was the sports editor for the local paper. But his passion in life was fishing, and he just literally fished me out by the time I was 14 or 15. I mean, it was unbelievable. We never owned a boat. And we lived in Natchez, and we had all that the levee structures, all those bar pits that came up when mm-hmm. they dug the levee structure. And we used to walk the banks of those things. And he was, we used to go squirrel hunting, and we would take the squirrels' tails and sell them for twenty-five cents each to the Meps, Meps. Meps company. They yeah. still do they, that. They, they do. They still do that. I'll be darned. And yeah. we had uh, all he had was Mitchell three hundred old bell type reel. Mm-hmm. He, he he was a big fisherman, and I still like. I've gotten into a lot more since the grandkids have come about. Sure. And uh, I got a little pond out there on my place. It's uh, I put some catfish and brim and stuff in it. I'm way more about being the sponsor and the official bait hooker and all that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's uh, it's hard to find time. Still love it, but I, I learned early on that offshore was not my deal. Well, we all know <laughs> Ronnie Cuz Strickland and, and from TV, and we talked about a memorable TV episode for him, and this one touches me. Well, you know, the first thing pops in your mind is, uh, you know, something with your family, which is personally special to you. But without question, my favorite episode is the one I did with Tom Kelly, the first one. He's uh, to that weather right now. He's 84 years old, but he was kind of my, my, my Mickey Mantle. I can't, kind of I can't watch it. It's uh, we called it an afternoon on the handles. Mm. He wrote a chapter in a mm. book called that, and he had sent me the manuscript for this. The book wasn't out yet. And was about his good friend, Jim Hart Andrews, who had passed away. It was his 50-year turkey hunting buddy had just died. And anyway, we went turkey hunting, and we uh, actually went to the cemetery where his buddy was buried and got him out there. And I've seen it. When we put that thing together, you know, I, I still to this day, I was at the Virginia Coal Mining Show, and there would be this guy comes up that's 6'8", with a big beard, arms as big as my legs, and he'll start talking about it, and tears just flow down his oh, face. It's, it's and when you awesome. do that, you mm-hmm. know you reach some people. Listen, I've watched it. Uh, you could help me hear me talk about that in the segment. Folks, go to mossyoak.com. I'm telling you right now, and download that. If you don't cry, then, then something's wrong with you. Yeah. And I'm going to get Chris, uh, our producer, I'm going to get him to download the, the when, when Tom Kelly talks about his friend on that TV show because – it is, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's the best TV show, outdoor show I have ever seen, period, bar none. And, and then one more, The Hunting Lifestyle with Ronnie Cuss Strickland. I had a girl, a lady down here with a farms company meeting the other day, and 
she was talking about her she got into this business and loved it and finally got to go on a hunt and her first hunt was a bear hunt and she killed a, a average bear wasn't really big and when she got it back to camp all these guys were making fun of her because it wasn't a big bear and she yeah, said cool. she almost quit hunting and she she just made up her mind you know what i'm gonna keep doing it because i enjoyed it so that's what that's what we got to do is reach out and get people involved in it and i always tell people you don't have to start a foundation or anything you just walk up down your neighborhood there's some guy that lives close to you that hadn't had the chance that's dying to do it everybody wants to live that lifestyle they just they're so intimidated because they don't know how to do it you know the challenge is finding a place yeah. to be able to do that well you know in the in the whole country now it's not the the whole the whole dividing line it's not north south or black white or whatever it is it's rural versus urban and it's just that urban mentality they don't understand people you are what your environment of they don't they don't have a clue that's why we work so hard with uh John Anoni up in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, he started Camp Compass, and he works with nothing but inner-city kids. And it's amazing to see what those inner-city kids go through their transformation because this whole group, that's who Boo Weekly, that's his charity that mm-hmm. he raises money for on the PGA. But he takes inner-city kids, and, you know, once they get their, their attitude and their grades and their conduct to a certain level, then they get to start traveling. And I've taken dozens and dozens of these kids. And I'll never forget the first one I ever took. I was asking him after the weekend he killed a deer. I said, what was your favorite thing? And he looked me square in the eye and he said, I felt safe. And I said, what do you mean? And he started telling me about the walk he had from his house to his school and what he went through. And he said, I felt like everybody here had my back. And I realized what a bubble I lived in. Mm -hmm. Because you got to involve that. You know, something in the schools or something like that. So they'll, they'll, people love it once they, it's just like you said, they got to find a place to do it. Folks, you're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show and, and, and don't go anywhere. We've got some more highlights from 2011. After sweating it out all afternoon, I have finally accepted that no turkey of any kind lives within a mile of where I'm sitting. Time to pack it in. And just in time to get a text from Joe. He's wrapping it up, too, with tags filled. Ouch. But as I throw in the towel, it hits me. In just 30 minutes, I'll be back at camp. We'll all settle in, kick back, talk about the day, cheer our successes, and cheer our failures. Best thing is, we'll do it all with a spirit of friendship and fellowship. It's the fellowship of hunters everywhere. Safely home from the hunt. Without a doubt. This is The Hunt Life. Check out the online store at HuntLife.com for t-shirts, hats, bumper stickers, and more that show everyone you live the hunt life. And with so many items under $20, you'll find a few great Christmas gifts for all the hunters in your life. Visit the online store at HuntLife.com now. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. 12 years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. 
They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Kevin Favors, sitting in with Kirk Waltz this morning. Our buddy Lagerman is out of town, and uh, we're, we're kind of reflecting on some of the interviews that we did throughout 2011. And the, uh, by far, probably the most important question that we asked these guys um, is if you could hunt fish anywhere with anybody, where would you go? What would you go after? And what would you use? Here's Kevin Van Dam's answer. I, I just I really love it up up north here, and I think um, day in day out through the whole fishing season here in the north, because I mean you know we do we do have winter where it's ice on the lakes and things like that where you you can't fish, but um, you know from from May till the ice comes on here in November, Lake St Clair has got to be the greatest smallmouth lake there is. I mean there's just no off time there where where you can't catch them. Um, you know, so it's, it's a pretty special place. It's got a lot of big fish and there, you know, again, there's a lot of baits that you can catch them on. My favorite to catch smallmouths with is, is throwing a spinnerbait. I mean, if I could pick the way I wanted to catch them, it'd be throwing a big spinnerbait because when they crunch it, I mean, it's, there's just, it's not like any other bite you get. I mean, they just hit so hard and it's so, they're so strong that it, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I actually just got back. Uh, from taking the new owners of, of BASS, uh, they, they came up to Michigan and fished with uh, a friend of mine, Mark Zona, the guy, he's the commentator for the Bassmasters. And he's as and, good as there is. Yeah, and we, we love, you know, we both are just fanatical smallmouth guys. And, and um, Don Logan, and, and he's from Birmingham, and Jerry McInnes is, is from Arkansas. And both of them have, you know, got to smallmouth fish a fair bit. But it, it's pretty special up north, you know, in northern Michigan this time of year. The fish are really feeding up. And we had two days where the wind blew like 25 mile an hour. And normally, you know, we, we catch them with tubes. We catch them with drop shots. You can catch them with crankbaits. But it's a, a lot of the times it's a finesse bite. I mean, you got to throw spinning rods, light line. But when the wind's blowing like that, you just don't have much choice. And, you know, spinnerbait's hard to beat. And, um, you know, we didn't catch the numbers that I'd like to, to catch, but we caught the size. I mean, we had... You know, uh, hand, uh, quite a few, you know, 
a bunch of four and five pounders mm-hmm. and and uh, Jerry caught one that was you know well well over six pounds and wow. you know seven pound smallmouth is just a rare rare thing and uh, you know you have a good opportunity to do that so we caught some really big ones and uh, you know it's it's a great time in northern Michigan but if I had to pick one place and and one bait it would have to be Lake St Clair because from from May till now you can always catch them on a spinner bait over there. All right, let's uh, let's go talk to uh, Michael Lee with Backwoods Life TV and see what his answer is. Holy crap! <laughs> so I'd like to take my bow, of course. Yep. And I, honestly, man, I don't care where I go. That's that's about as honest as I can be. As long as I'm out there having a good time, that's all that matters. Yeah, I agree with that. Me too. As long as you're in the woods, right, or outside. Yep. And and the one that I missed, which I'm anxious to hear, is Hank Parker's answer. I got in a lot of trouble one time. I was at Bass Pro, and somebody said, if you could fish in one location and choose any guest that you wanted, uh, where would it be and who would the guest be? And I said, in the middle of the Everglades with Faith Hill. And uh, I got in a lot of trouble over that. <laughs> and I was totally kidding, of course. Uh, Tim McGraw's a big guy. But anyway, I, uh, I would uh, probably go to Iowa. And uh, I'd take my two sons with me, and we would go bow hunting in Iowa. Uh, I don't think he was lying, but anyway. <laughs> no, I don't either. I think he got caught. Uh, and, and Toxie Hayes, our good buddy with Mossy Oak, here's his answer. It is just about anything I do at home. I am the single worst homeboy on the planet. And I actually don't travel the world hunting on safaris. I travel a little bit. I've got boys that are 20. And they want to get out, so I've taken them a few places. I've traveled some with Bill and Cousins and some others. But my favorite hunting is, is oh, clearly it would be spring turkey hunting, but here around home. And, you know, uh, my great dream was to be able to have my own place. And uh, just like the brand evolved, I've evolved. I have as much fun working on the place uh, as I do actually the hunting and actually taking people, too. So, I mean, my favorite hunting would be here at home. But although I do like, you know, the great thing about traveling is, you know, making all the new friends and seeing new country, and it's fun. Yeah, that guy's passionate. He's passionate about land, uh, about what he does, about hunting, about taking people hunting. You can hear it in his voice. And down to earth. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's Rick Cruder, Beyond the Hunt TV host, and here's his answer. Well, I tell you what, guys, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Uh, I'm going to get to do it this fall. Okay. Uh, a big brown bear up in Alaska with my bow. Wow. I thought you were going to say elk. I thought you would stalk mule deer. I guess we were all <laughs> yeah. wrong. I, You know, I, I love all those guys. I just This is something I've never got to do, and uh, I can't wait to do it. Um, I kind of like that, that challenge. I've had wow. a lot of people say don't do it, and I think that's the other reason that's kind of pushing me to do it. And, and we're, we're, we're going to have him on the air because he's done that hunt since then and, and see how it went. Rick Cruder, that, that was good stuff. Folks, we'll be right back with the Hunt Life Outdoors show. As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. 
Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back, praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com, because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Break up infinity for Mossy Oak. It's not a passion, it's an obsession. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families Afield program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters afield are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesafield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back. Myself, Kevin Favor, along with Kirk Walt with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And, and, and Kirk, that, that was fun. I, I enjoyed reflecting, you know, because a lot of those interviews, you know, I had forgotten about. Um, and then and then the one with, with Hank Parker, um, I believe I was in Kansas. You were in Kansas. That, that week uh, when, when you guys had Hank on. So it's it's always nice listening to, to his comments. He's, he's a funny guy. He is, and it's just neat talking to all those people yeah. and, and just reviewing the highlights of 2011. I mean, we had a good year. Hopefully, everybody's having a really good hunting season. You know, we're kind of wrapping up and, yeah. and coming down to the wire. I think a lot of folks have a few more weeks. And there's, 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 there's about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's it. You know, and that's and about so, right. And so you, you, you better get it done. And, and it's, it's funny, like with, with my family, generally speaking, by now, we have three, maybe four deer in the freezer, you know, and, and we've got friends and family that, that enjoy deer meat. Okay. You know how many we've killed this year? None. Wow. Zero. Wow. Zero. There's been some missing. There's There's been a lot of sitting going on. You know, I, obviously, I, I killed the buck in Kansas, but yep. we, we, we donated that to... Um, Feeding uh, the Hungry. Feeding the Hungry. Thank you. Yep. And and so, you know, I, I don't have any deer meat. And, and, and I, I we you know, we got a, a few weeks left. That's it, man. And, and right now, they have been hunted. They have been chased. And <laughs> they're nowhere to be found. They're buried. Mm-hmm. They're buried up. Won't be long. It'll be time for squirrel season. Squirrel season. And, 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 and the second annual armadillo hunt is coming up. I can promise you that too. There you go. Yeah. But next week, Kirk is, is kind of, uh, J- Jeff will be back and we're going to reflect on our hunting season and, and our highlights, you know, for, for 2011. Um, and, and, and it's a, We've got some really good stuff to talk about. You know, I, I know that um, we, we've all had some, some awesome experiences this year in the woods. And, and so we're going to kind of reflect on on what, what our personal highlights are. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because I know I had some great experiences yeah. hunting Kentucky and yeah. Georgia. And it's just been a great season. It's hard to believe the three months is almost up. Yeah. 
It really is. Yeah, I know. It seems like just the other day it was September. What was it? September 11th that it yep. opened up in, in in Georgia. And I mean, it's like, you know, you and I especially, we're like, dude, I just can't wait. I, I don't care if it's 100 degrees. I'm going to go sit in a stand. You know, and, and Jeff, you know, he kind of gets <clears throat> involved in, in 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 his in his football at that time. So he's like, well, I got to wait a couple weeks. You and I were like, I don't care. Yeah, let's go. I, you know, I I don't I I, I hunted in my shorts and a short sleeve T-shirt. Hey, bow hunting. That, you know, that's, that. well, cause it was so hot. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we, we fish for a living. Yeah. And so all summer long, and I didn't care. We worked our hindquarters off. And yeah. when it got to the hunting season, it was like, I cannot wait to go sit up in a tree with a bow. Yeah. It's, it's no hotter sitting in that tree with a bow than it is out on the ocean no. <laughs> when there's no wind blowing. No. So I didn't care. No. You know, and now it's like, wow, it just flew by. I know it really did. It really did. And, and the new year is upon us. And the old year's about gone. It'll be time to start planning on uh, turkey season. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be just about, you know, before you know it, turkey season. And, and also about planting those spring food plots. Yep. And yeah. I know I sent some texts the other day sitting in a tree stand two weeks ago. You know, uh, I've seen some pretty uh, trophy, uh, good-looking trophy squirrels running around. Up oh, in the I, trees. I got some fat ones. Man, I'm yeah. ready. And there's a couple of them that aggravate the poo out of me. Yep. You know, because they get, they, they know you're in that stand. And they sit there and bark at you. Yep. You know, and I'm like, you, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just keep doing that. You're gonna be taking a dirt nap, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. So, folks, you know, again, next week we're gonna do a little highlight show, and and it's it, it'll be our personal highlights. So make sure you join us. Uh, and thanks to all of our guests that, that we've had this year. I mean, it, it has been awesome to have all these people. Chris, great job putting that together, man. We, we appreciate that. Folks, enjoy the New Year's, and we'll talk to you next year right here at the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.